to Beyond a Parent, a podcast for Christians seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Chuck Mead. I'm Jeremy Autry, and uh, with us today we have Pastor Tom Wagner. He's a mentor to Chuck and I, and in some ways a parental figure. And uh, he has three adult kids who are pretty great. They're serving Jesus, definitely not perfect, but they're great people, friends of ours. And so... um, we thought it would be cool to bring him in, ask him some questions about um, parenting. Um, for those of you who don't know, Pastor Tom was our boss up mm-hmm. until was up until recently. Now he's uh, <laughs> he still intimidates us sometimes, but he's not our actual legal boss anymore. Uh, so he's the retired lead pastor of Central Baptist Church and was for. A hundred years? How long was it, Pastor Almost Tom? 38. Almost 38. 38 years. If I was a parental figure, how come I never got to beat either one of you? Oh, oh I don't it, know. That's, that why, that's the difference between a parental figure oh. and an actual parent. Yes. I see, I see. Okay. After my um, in-laws, Pastor Tom was the first person that held my wife after she was born oh, in the hospital. Yes. So <laughs> That <laughs> sentence was sounding weird. Until. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? <laughs> yes. She was precious. But Pastor Tom, if you want to start is. off by just sharing uh, about your three kids mm. and their ages and a little bit about your family. And your grandkids, too. Okay. There's some value. We'd love to hear that. Well, don't put me on the spot with the ages now because there's so many of them now. <laughs> yes. But no, I'm very blessed. Terry and I, when we came to Dunn in 1984, uh, we had um, three children. Two of them were still in diapers. Stephanie, our oldest, is uh, a school teacher here at Brookside. She's a 42. Um, I don't think we're right supposed away. to tell your daughter's age. You were not? Okay. That's okay. She's 42. Chuck, and then uh, Tiffany, um, who's married to Thomas Judge here in the church. She's a couple, uh, 18 months uh, younger than her. And Stephen, 18 months younger than her. He's married to Brooke. I look, really look at, at our um, son-in-law and daughter-in-law as their children, too. I, mm-hmm. uh, I love them, obviously. I have a little different influence in their lives, but I, I love them. We have uh, eight grandchildren now, and I'm excited that I have uh, step-grandchildren. I have adopted grandchildren, and I have biological grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And what I love about that is they're all the same. Um, they're, they're wonderful blessings from God. Uh, Noah and Eli and Canaan and Madeline. Uh, Thomas, Justice, Tommy, and Rosemary wow. in the order that I received them. Not just in the order of their ages, but a gift from God. This is great. I'm glad we have, you know, Jeremy, his oldest is now an adult. Mm. I'm very, just getting started, so we want in a lot of these episodes to take time and interview people. You are definitely have experienced more through parenting. So as we seek God's word, we also want to glean a lot of wisdom that things God has showed you through the years. So we're just to kind of start off as we're talking about parenting, especially parenting when it comes to discipline. Pastor Tom, you've experienced a lot through that. You've guided other parents through disciplining their kids. Where would we start biblically? Maybe some Bible passages that we would go to to instruct us on discipline. Yeah, you know, I have a few of the normal ones um, that we go to, and then one that God spoke to me about as early as this morning, uh, just reminding me. And by the way, I I am not an authority on this subject. I made lots of blunders, and really continue to uh, do some of that. I I was remembering uh, real quick before I answered the question. You know, I was born into a family where the dad was lost, mom was saved. And it was confusing, and there were problems. And my father died when I was just a little boy, so there was a lot of things I didn't learn. I'm not making excuses, but I didn't learn. And then a lot of the material and the things that were being shared 
were not so healthy about parenting in, in my parenting years. But the verses that came to my heart when thinking about answering that question were the passages in Proverbs. Um, it was funny because my mother would read these to me before she would wail on me. And uh, so don't tell her I said this, but, you know, um, not just the, the blueness of the wound, uh, Proverbs uh, 20, verse 30, and 19, verse 18, spare not for their crying. Mm-hmm. You remember those, those Proverbs? You shall not die. Is that oh, what it says? my God. Something like that. But she believed that. She would quote the scriptures and, and read them to me, then beat me, and then we'd look at them again. So I use some of those with my children, sadly. And, I, and yet... The Ephesians passages that relate to the role of a parent and then um, the children and and husbands and wives, uh, Ephesians 6, was important to me. I love the passage in Proverbs 22 where it talks about training up or discipling. And we know, of course, that disciple uh, is the root of discipline. Uh, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. Boy, if I had a dollar for every time I ever heard that or used it. But the rod of correction will drive it far from them. And I don't want to act like I'm against any corporate you know, corporal punishment, because I do believe that when there is defiance, direct disobedience, and there's clear understanding that sometimes that needs to be employed, it just doesn't need to be the only. Uh, And that's all we knew, sadly. And I've apologized to my children for some of that. Much more better material out there today um, to help us in these areas. Mm -hmm. But the scripture that came to my heart this morning uh, were some of them that were given in the the trip book, you know, shepherding a child's heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Matthew twelve thirty four, and Luke six forty five, where it talks about really going to the heart of knowing their heart. And in order to do that, you have to hear them. You have to hear them talk, build conversations. You were pretty good at that, Jeremy. And I, I've observed that with your kids. You had a good open dialogue. But that's not even the scripture that God used in my life. And I, if I had to do over again, I would listen a lot more, uh, talk a lot less. I would I would develop more of a trust, so I would really know their heart and could shepherd their heart. And if there's time later, I'll tell a story that I observed uh, with Stephen and Canaan. But in John 14, about verse 20 or 21, the Bible says this, um, and this this is really meant something to me. Lord, help me quote this. At that day you shall know that I'm in my Father. Jesus is talking. I'm in my Father. You're in me, and I'm in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loves me shall be loved my Father, and I will love him. It was all about the parent loving the child. Mm-hmm. And then Judas, not a scary, asked him, how do you do that? He said, if a man love me, listen to this, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him, this is the key, and make our abode with him. Boy, if I'm in Christ and I'm walking with God in sweet communion, then out of that will flow the right kind of heart mm-hmm. to parent my children. And boy, if I only knew that, if I only was given instruction in that, early on, it would have really helped. So that's a scripture that God mm-hmm. is using in my life right now as it relates to discipline and parenting. Wow. So, um, uh, sorry, all of that, I'm rethinking every aspect of my parenting and thinking, well, you messed that up, you messed no. that up, thanks for that. No, it's okay. The, the truth is we don't parent perfectly, and we see and we learn and we're growing, and if we're not, if we're doing it right, we're growing closer <coughs> to God, and we're growing to understand Scripture more and more. So we should be growing as parents. We should look back and say, man, I think I'm handling this better now than I did before I understood these principles. So walk us through some of that for you. How has your mindset on discipline changed or grown, evolved um, through the years as you are personally growing and and learning more? You know, you, you, uh, you learn watching other people and listening. Obviously, I'm glad we started with the Scriptures, 
you guys have done well on the other on the previous podcast, making this about what God says, and and yet the Bible doesn't give us how to accomplish these things in this culture. You know, we're this is all trial and error, yeah. um, and trying to interpret it. I remember um, the discipline flowchart. There was a group called uh, Growing Kids God's Way. Did you ever see that yep. flowchart? Yep. I think I shared that in the church. Yep. Uh, Chuck's father-in-law. Yes, he introduced and, it. And Tanya, they taught a class on it well, when the, we were first. And coming. it was really good. It kind of distinguished between a childish behavior and foolish behavior. Because the Bible said foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, you know, the rod of correction. But childishness is different than foolishness. You don't respond in discipline the same way when a kid just being a kid does mm-hmm. something crazy. But if you've asked them three times not to do it, shown them why it's important for them not to do it, and they do it anyway, that's foolishness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and that was helpful. But to be honest with you, I've moved more to a grace position. Our, my children listen to this, they'll say, well, would to God he would have heard that <laughs> earlier. But And it's really been because of people like Paul David Tripp and his brother and the things they've written on shepherding your heart the heart of a child, and then Elise Fitzpatrick. A lot of these people write from a standpoint of grace, and I got to see it. I'll tell the story real quick. When Cana was just a little boy, he pushed his sister. Yeah, he's 15 now, but he pushed his sister. They might have been three, four, and his dad said, Cana, you hurt her, and you know that's wrong. You go in there and wait in my bedroom. You can sit on the bed. I'm going to be in there. You're going to be disciplined. Well, he starts to cry. Madeline's crying, and and I'm I'm really nosy. They're living in Greensboro at this time. And I go over I go over to the to the door when he goes in and closes the door, and I'm I'm ear to the door. Number one, I don't want to like to see my grandchildren get spanked. Still, I know it's necessary, and I listen at the door, and I hear him say something like this. He said, "Canaan, you know what you did is sin." And Canaan, through his whiffling and uh, crying, says, "Yes." And he said, I'm sorry to tell you this. And then Stephen's voice begins to break, and I can tell there's tears in his eyes. And he says, "Canaan." I hate to tell you this, and I'm sorry to tell you this, but I know why you sin and why you sin, because I'm a sinner, and I'm the one that passed that down to you, and so I'm responsible too. Because you know, and he went into the whole concept of sin and the choices we make. And he said, hey, "You're going to be, uh, you receive a spanking because God disciplines us when we do wrong." But then I want you to come in when you're ready, and and you really mean it to apologize to your sister. And, you know, just seeing that kind of grace response and him weeping with him and acknowledging his own sin, I thought was really powerful. We've talked. uh, I want you to talk more about this, so I don't mean to interrupt. But we have talked about the danger of and the trap we fall into of lazy parenting. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, it would have been much easier for Stephen to spank his kid for pushing his sister. You deserve it. Here it is. Now I'm going back to watching my show. I'm going back to resting. I'm going back to dinner and not put in that extra work of shepherding his heart. Wow. um, Which is, you know, the the grace aspect of parenting that and him being spirit filled, him knowing what God's word says and then applying that to that parenting situation Mm. is a lot more work. It's the daily grind of parenting. And then the real easy one would be not responding at all. Right. Just looking the other way. And, and allowing his sister to begin to believe that, you know, there's not going to be any kind of fairness or equality uh, in the way we, you know, I was inconsistent. I have to be honest about that. There were times when I was tired, uh, maybe not as spirit-filled, and I, my views would be a little shorter, and I would respond. And then other times, you know, maybe a little bit more methodical with a little more grace. But 
You know, that consistency is important too. Yeah. It would have been easier. You're yeah. right. Well, when the Bible warns parents against uh, frustrating their children, that's the concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the kids don't know what is the consistent line, that's the, that's the frustration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've touched on some things you wish you had done differently. Um, there was maybe less grace in the yes. beginning, or at least that's your view on it has evolved. Is there any other aspect of the way you think about parenting that comes to mind that that's evolved from when discipline specifically from earlier in? Because we're looking at now 40 years, four decades wow. of, of parenting. Any other aspect? You know, you only have that short window. You know, they're in your home for 18 years or whatever, and every stage is different because, you know, when they're little, hopefully the goal was, and they told us this anyway, you, you do most of your spanking when they're really little, so you won't have to later on. Mm-hmm. The deal is, my kids got uh, their dad's hard head, and I won't say anything about their mom, but she's from New York. She's worse than me. <laughs> pretty Don't sure, tell her I said that. Pretty sure nobody in New York is listening. <laughs> probably say Probably not, but they got it from both sides, and so it was an ongoing challenge, and, um, and really, I, I just would... In fact, my whole life, I, not just parenting, I would move from way more law to where I believe I rest in grace today. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much sums up my heart on the things that God's taught me and the way I would do things differently. The thing is, you don't have another chance. The good news is I'm still parenting and grandparenting, but it's so different today. And I get to love and share and give and spoil and and advise and counsel. Um, but but that, that season is over. Primarily. Yeah, when you see that now, so now you see where your kids are as adults. You see all the investment, um, all the way you handle things, the good and the bad. How have you seen the way you raised your kids? And it's, this is an opportunity to just puff yourself up, but what are some traits you think you've seen in your kids of how discipline mm. came into play to make them who they are as Disclaimer. adults? All three of them are going to hear this, so don't talk about how you ruined them. Well, here's here's something too that was good. That was not one of the questions you submitted to me for consideration. Then just don't answer it. Um, Yeah, (laughs) honestly, there's sometimes I look at them and think, "Thank you, God. It's nothing but grace that you navigated them through the foolishness." Hey, you know, we were 20 when we got married. We conceived. Within the first month of marriage, think about that. Wow. <laughs> and then 18 months later, after Stephanie, we had another child. And then 18 months later, after Tiffany, we had another. And then we bought a television set. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite joke to tell her. But <laughs> no, the truth is, we were young and ignorant. And you know, we could have really used, probably avoiding and deflecting from your question, we could have really used a mentor couple. Yeah. Oh, if God would just raise up some. And we have some awesome ones in our church that have a great marriage and really a good perspective on parenting, at least now after after these years. But I see godliness in our children, glimmers of of grace and and kindness at times. I won't talk about the negative stuff because they are going to be listening. I'll tell you all that after we turn the, the uh, camera, the uh, mics off. But all in all, I'm very proud. I'm not in a bad way, but in a rejoicing way that they are believers. They love Jesus. All of our uh, older grandchildren have made professions of faith. I'm convinced. I thank God already in faith for the conversion of the others, and I want to support my children now in, the, in their parenting. You know what's interesting? Uh, a couple of thoughts that came to my mind as you were talking. 
number one, uh, nobody's getting this perfect. Nobody. Mm-hmm. The experts that are writing the books aren't getting them perfect. That's true. Um, but we're working alongside of God. He's working through us. And he's working in our kids' hearts in ways that we don't even see. This doesn't all rest on us. Mm-hmm. So we Thank don't get to take the credit or the blame for who our kids are as kids or as adults. We had a part in that, but we're not alone. Because if we were, this task is way too yeah. big for us. So we're not parenting alone. And it's also interesting that these books that we're referencing, um, that we've read uh, about grace parenting, are written by grandparents. <laughs> Nobody in the <laughs> you know, throes of it good point. has it, man. Yeah. We're all looking back thinking, this would have been the perfect way to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay, you know, because God knew that. When he put Stephanie into the home of a 20-year-old man, he knew what he was doing. Well, that's been a part of our sanctification and hers. You know, this has to have been a part of all that. She knows she has flawed parents. We knew we had a a daughter and and two daughters and a son with a sin nature also. You're right. God has used this in the grand scheme of things to make us more like him. Mm, It is. But you've also gotten to see them grow and mature and you've gotten to see what God's done in their lives. I mean, not many people can say all their kids as adults are serving the Lord in well, church, Chuck, are present. Think of this, especially preachers. How many do we know who their kids have ran the other direction? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't take any credit for that. It is God and God alone, and I'm so grateful. But I'm expecting, I think it was maybe Jonathan Edwards, that all of his children and grandchildren recorded professions of faith. So many of them were doctors and lawyers and college presidents. And I told the Lord, you know, I don't care about all of that, but if I could know they're all believers all the way through our lineage, I think that's possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm trusting God for that for us and for you guys too. Mm -hmm. But now that they're adults, so people, and Uh, I know all these parents, this is something that consumes a lot of people. There's that, whoops, transition that happens when they that step into adulthood and your role as a parent change mm-hmm. changes. So how do you parent your kids as well, adults? You two know that I have had a little issue with control. <laughs> no comment from either of you, but I you know, it's hard to keep your mouth shut sometimes. But I asked Stephanie that question yesterday. Wow. I said I'm gonna be asked this question tomorrow. That's brave. And she snickered when she said this. However, here was the word she said. How do you parent now sometimes? She said, guilt. (laughs) Don't laugh at that. That's not funny. But no, the truth is I can, you know, I still like uh, the attention. And I like um, my perspectives being at least weighed with a possibility of value to them. I also asked Terry that question. And, uh, you know, I I know you guys know, but she she has great insights sometimes. Mm -hmm. And she said, I hope we would do it. <clears throat> the Ephesians 4.15 way, and that is speaking the truth in love, mm-hmm. that you may grow up in him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Speak the truth. When we have something, <clears throat> pardon me, that we feel we must say, we, we really want to do that in love. She reminded me also, <clears throat> she still got a little law in her, because she said, what about those Ten Commandments? And she reminded me of the day one of our kids was having a little issue fitting in the whole family, and there was some rebelling going on, and yet they were older. They were in college years, and she said, uh, we were struggling, and remember we called that hotline that Focus on the Family has about parenting, and they, the lady told us, she said, look, you're parenting them like they were 
uh, 15 or, or 12. And mm-hmm. she said, they, they, it's a privilege for them to be in your home now. So she told us to develop the Ten Commandments of your family, things that were important. Mm-hmm. And she said, and let them know, you get three strikes. And then the privilege of being there won't be yours if you continue in it. And I won't tell you the rest of that story. But, mm-hmm. uh, but it all worked out uh, and when and she believed that was important too. So I want so to include that. That would have been, this concept would have been, I've got an adult child. They're not 12. 18, 19. They're 19, in college, 20. college age, yes. young adult. They haven't left our home yet, so they're still dependent on us for yes. some things, but Most they are an adult. So I'm not telling you some of these details you work out for yourself, but yes. there are some top things. Yes. For you, it was a list of 10 things. These things are so big in our house. Even though you're an adult, we're asking you to follow these 10 things. And if that's an issue, we'll have to figure yeah. out a different situation. We respect situation. you, but that's <clears throat> what, these are our, in order to keep peace here and joy and have the kind of environment we need to foster godliness, these are important. And it was great advice. Yeah. And I remember uh, real quick, it, I was away somewhere preaching and, and uh, I almost said the name of the child, called and said, Dad, Friend. Uh, it was Mom, Fred. Yeah, Fred, that was it. Mom is going to make me live at the mission. Because <laughs> that was what they were thinking. They got to go to Beacon. If, in fact, they, uh, they, and I said, well, this is just one, but I support Mom. Yeah. And uh, so, bottom line, before they ever got to the third strike, the child decided to find their own place yeah. and live, which was another good win. It was another win. Mm-hmm. Either way, it would have been fine. Wow. wow. So, I hope that speaks to that. Yeah, that's Parenting perfect. as an adult. Hey, we're still learning this, we're still working on doing it effectively, still, there are still a little uh, work being done as an adult with adult children, but it's different. So um, to run that trail a little further, once this uh, adult child was no longer in your house, mm-hmm. they still know these 10 rules exist, these, not rules, these 10 stances that you yeah. have as a parent, and some of them they are disagreeing with. Correct. And... What does that look like? Well, now you, you have to respect when they're out of your house. It was like Stephen and the tattoos. Do you remember the whole scene? All, all the way through growing up, he said, Dad, I want to get tattoos. Can I get tattoos? And, um, you know, I, I said, well, you know, I, I'm not comfortable with it right now, but when you have your own home, so on their honeymoon, he comes back. He's got <laughs> Jesus on the left arm, down his left arm, saves on his back arm. He said, Dad, take a look at this. And I don't know how he expected me to respond. I said, well, good. You know, you remember, you got your own place now. He said, I want you to get two also. I want you to put, so I could stand side by side and read, you could put hell is, hell's hot on your two, and mine will say Jesus <laughs> saves. And we, could be, we made a joke of it, but that was him. You know, that's his home and family. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Great example. Yeah. So at this point, you're out of my house. Yep. And... We can agree to have a different stance on this. We can love each other. And respect and this is not Absolutely. a discipline issue. Not at Because all. it's not my place to punish you for going against one of my positions. No, discipline moves to discipling mm-hmm. and counsel and love. Not at all the same as when they were in your home. So who, who we, was it that said, well, let me forget probably this Chuck. Honor them as long as you live. Obey them as long as you're in their home. And then requite them. Three things, King James Word. Requite, um, repay, repay, repay. But you, you know, you you obey them, or honor them as long as you live. You obey them while you're in their ho- in the house, and then um, and then you requite them afterwards. You start to say, "I'm sorry." Uh, I don't remember now. I I must have not been important. I knew I'd forget it, but I didn't say. No, that's good. 
Oh, um, I know what it was. Okay. You talked about moving from discipline, punishing you yes. because of your behavior or, or disagreeing with this, going against the stance that I have, to now you're an adult and you have a different stance than me, and that's not dishonorable no. for you to have this different stance. Um, but you said you still have the opportunity to disciple them. Mm. You're a religious um, figure in their life. You're godly counsel to them. What does that look like if pre-tattoo, mm. using that example? <laughs> Not hey, the Dad, tattoos are the worst thing ever. We're no, no. I, I'm going to get one um, yeah. next week. Okay. So, But just if there is a, we'll, we'll stay hypothetical, if there is something that an adult child comes to you and they know you have a different position, they're thinking oh, about we have those. this experience that would go against the position that you have. What does that conversation look like? Well, um, in years gone by, when uh, a child or more uh, has not been as mature, it sometimes was kind of a a little bit of a critical statement to dad. Hey, I think you were wrong about this or whatever. Just open dialogue to which my response was, you know, I don't think that was the case. Or there have been times where I've had to apologize when the you know, when that the difference was more of a preference than it was a biblical issue. If, to my mind, it goes back to where we started with scriptures. If, in fact, it's a biblical matter, I'm still going to take that position while loving and honoring my children. I'm, I'm not going to move from that. But if it's not a biblical matter and it's a preferential matter, then I'm going to move some on that. And you, you both have observed mm-hmm. me doing that. Yep. And I intend to do it and make sure that we're living a biblically um, accurate life, not so much preference-based. That's good. Um, You've kind of just woven these all throughout the interview, but is there anything else you feel like the Lord has taught you through your children? You know, yes. It's like, I'm a sinner. That's what he taught me (laughs) as I parented. I am still a sinner. I've been a pastor for all these years, but I'm still a sinner saved by God's grace. And um, they're sinners, they're still sinners. No matter how sanctified they become, they still are going to struggle with sin on this side. I uh, also understand I'm very loved by my father. Mm-hmm. You guys know when I discovered that gospel prayer, mm-hmm. J.D. wrote that, and, and, and then um, the whole concept of, of God's love for me, I, it's changed my whole life. I've learned a lot about forgiveness, forgiving myself and forgiving them, them forgiving me, grace. I was thinking something to go back real quick. Before I share my last thought, uh, Terry's mother said to her on her 18th birthday, she said, you know, up until this time, I would have been giving account for you, but you're going to stand before God now. She said, and she drew a line right there. She said, now the decisions you make as you leave here, go to college, whatever, you're going to stand before God on your own behalf now. Mm. I thought that was a good, uh, and it's really been a checks and balance for her. But Chuck, not only, and Jeremy, not only have I learned a lot, but I'm still learning every day. And sometimes I learn as I watch you with Wyatt or you with uh, Ryan and Owen and Dylan. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still, you guys know, I'm a student of people. Sometimes I think, if I, could, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have taken more time with them and helped their mom more. I wish I would have been at home more. I wish I would have spent time in God's Word with them more. I mean, there's lots of things that I'm learning as a parent uh, in addition to the fact that I'm a depraved sinner that the Lord has chosen to, to save and mm-hmm. redeem. 
That's good. It is good. Pastor Tom, I will say I'm very thankful for you. Um, obviously, you didn't nail everything right, but it was nice to have uh, a role model as my kids were being born that I knew loved God and loved me that would be a godly counsel to me when I needed to talk through things. Uh, you talked about how um, we need um, we need people who are further down the road than us that we can come to and talk. Uh, so um, if you're listening to this, if you're part of a church body, if you're part of Central, there are people here mm-hmm. that can fill that role for you. And not just the pastors, other people who love Jesus and who have walked further down that road. Uh, you also, Pastor Tom, reference some books um, we'll add those in yep. uh, to the notes of this podcast. Sure. We'll, we're fancy enough to do, we can that. do that. And um, we can also add in the gospel prayer you referenced that was written by J.D. Greer yes. in his book, Gospel. Is that the name of the book? I'm not sure if that was the book it was in. Probably. Probably. But either way, we can we can mm-hmm. add that prayer uh, to the notes in this podcast also. Can I say something <clears throat> to you and Chuck, too? And Just because we had the opportunity to speak. I'm very proud of you. Very proud of you. You know, Jesus said, the Father said three things. You've heard me say this a thousand times, but one last time won't hurt. The greatest Father that ever lived looked in the eyes of his Son and said three things. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. I love you. And I love you both. I'm proud of you. And I'm here with you. And I'm watching you be those three things to your boys. Mm-hmm. So, God bless you. Thanks for including me in this. Well, Thank you. Thanks for being here, Pastor Tom. Yep. Hey, uh, thanks for listening to Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is way beyond us, but in Christ, we have all that we need for this journey. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, Pastor Tom. My joy.